Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Welcome to our third episode of Talking Timber. We want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress for making this podcast possible. Both organizations have a mission to spread awareness about sound, responsible forestry and provide a valuable educational programs. This episode, we welcome Nick Correo, who is a technical service manager at Northwest Management Inc. in Moscow, Idaho. The company was started in 1984, but Mark joined in 1999 and has worked as an inventory forester, a hydrologist, a soil scientist, a tree planter, and an IT. Now he does the bulk of the research and development for the company. Welcome, Mark. Let's start with some of the work you and your company does with LIDAR. Some of the LIDAR specific stuff I learned during my graduate school in rangelands. Didn't ever think we would apply it specifically when I came back to Northwest after doing that work. And with a pretty good share of our company being in forest inventory specifically, it became pretty apparent that we needed to make sure that we fully understood it and or could accomplish an inventory with some of these remote sensing methods. So since about 2015, we've been specifically at Northwest Management, been heavily involved with drones and satellite imagery, uh, aerial imagery, aerial LIDAR. How big is your company now? I believe we're one of the largest uh, forest inventory companies in the inland Northwest, possibly in the West. We do between 40,000 and 60,000 inventory plots a year. and we do a fair number of carbon projects for carbon credits, as well as field work for ladder-based products and projects. And so I would say probably half of our company is heavy uh, field time, probably you know, 70% or 80% of their time in the field every year. Okay. And the rest of the company is uh, more office bound. And you were saying that I mean, you use LIDAR a lot now. For folks who aren't familiar with it, can you explain a little bit more about it? So LIDAR is light detection and ranging. It's a laser scanner on the bottom of an airplane, essentially. You scan the forest, and then it creates a three-dimensional point cloud. The information we get from the LIDAR clouds are have a lot to do with uh, tree structure, uh, forest canopy, tree heights, diameters, uh, branching structure, crown composition, and other metrics that that relate to not only the growth, but the the merchandising of uh, the stems within the forest. So, So how are you using it? I guess we have a partnership with a company that has multiple planes and keeps up with the LiDAR acquisition technology. We have developed some specifications that relate very well to the collection of aerial LiDAR over a forest. And it meets all the needs for a digital elevation model, um, you know, bare earth surface, doing roads and streams and, and whatnot, like most other aerial LiDAR systems. But the specifications we have yield a better image of the structure within a forest canopy. Okay. There's, yeah. 
There's about 188 metrics that we get out of a aerial LIDAR flight. And there's an additional approximately 42 metrics that we calculate and or measure on the field plots from the field. So a combination of all of those metrics are brought together to describe that structure of the forest. So the LIDAR is for structure. So now that you're using it, can you see some differences in how, how you're managing your customers or clientele? Or Instead of having a standard inventory in the past of say 100,000 acres where you conventional inventory 20% of that and use modeling and, and growth models to give an inventory idea for the other 80% where it takes then five years to get a full quote unquote inventory with boots on the ground, we can now fly the entire property in one year, do the same 20% of field work, but it covers the entire land ownership and the entire um, set of strata and then the processing and have that all done usually within 12 to 18 months, depending on the size of the property, uh, the species composition complexity, and then the landscape. So yes, we've seen significant reductions in time and fieldwork investment uh, as far as number of humans on the ground and how long they're out there. It's probably only about a 30% total reduction in cost because the equipment we have to send with our foresters is is upwards of $15,000 plus per per person. So it's it is a it is a significant training um, investment and equipment investment for those people. Are they your own foresters or are you teaching your giving them to the people like at the tribal level? Here's your computers. So we have we have a core team of LIDAR trained foresters in-house. And two of those people we uh, use to train clientele that are interested for collecting field data. We've only done it for tribal clients thus far. Uh, we haven't had a lot of industry, industry or private clientele ask us. They usually just say, please get it done. We don't have time type of thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, yeah, we do have uh, trained field foresters. We do a hybrid model a lot of times because LIDAR isn't the, the holy grail for everywhere. There are places where it doesn't work. Are your clients excited about the information they're getting from this? We have seen a groundswell of excitement, yes. It, uh, it takes some special people. It takes a lot of programming and statistics to make sure that the numbers and the answers that are coming out of it are, are real. So yeah, right now we, we can process about a million to a million and a half acres a year. And by process, I mean do the flight acquisition usually in spring to summer, begin the field work and depending on the location, complete the field work in the same year or within 12 months of the ladder acquisition 
and at the same time be doing the processing, the validation testing, and delivering products as it comes through so that the whole process is, is done in, inside of 18 months. So how long does it take you to fly over a million acre piece of property? Uh, we flew, let's see, we recently flew a 600,000 acre chunk in seven days. Oh, if for you, because you kind of got in from the start, is what's been sort of the most amazing piece of this whole thing for you or keeps surprising you? The piece that keeps surprising me is when you have really good data, both from the LIDAR from the airplane as well as on the ground, it's amazing how well things line up to what I can see as a forester looking across the landscape. I and mean, if I stand on a ridge and I look across the valley, I'm like, well, that's a, that's a dug fir, that's a ponderous pine, that's you know, a mature forest, and that, that's a plantation, there's a regen plant, you know, plantation type of thing. It's amazing how well the computer can see that, and it has nothing to do with how our brains do it. That's the part that blows me away every time. Do <laughs> yeah. you think it's helped be, having been a forester in the position you're in now? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. We, we've actually seen our greatest successes by integrating our field staff, our longtime field staff and our foresters and our biometricians who have been on the ground, who have physically scaled trees, harvested trees, done fell tree analysis, bringing them in and trying to explain to them what we're seeing and then have them go out with our people in the field and apply what they know from a physical forestry or silvicultural standpoint um, to our field data, it has made a, a huge difference in the value of what we can get out of the computer. You bet. Is your company expanding now? We, we are expanding. Um, we're growing in staff and in, in service area uh, for sure. One of the things that I guess we've found the most value in is, as everybody across the industry has found, it's getting harder and harder to find that next generation of professionals that are willing to um, put in the 14 hour days and, and you know slog through who knows what out there and, and just really be that dedicated. So there are still lots of people out there like that, but we found that the technology has provided two things. One, a cool new dimension to our industry that has attracted people and students that maybe never considered forestry to our world. So it gives us a little bit bigger workforce pool to look at. And it gives some of the folks that are already said, I'm gonna be a forester, I'm gonna be a natural resource professional, they have to learn a little bit more technology, but it gives them tools to do a lot more with less. So it's kind of a, a jump in efficiency and effectiveness, as well as some really neat motivations to, to reach to a broader audience of young professionals that may want to come into forestry, but maybe don't have a desire to inventory timber or set chokers or or do road engineering, but they have some computer skills and, and maybe some other skills that are really valuable and we can still get them out in the field so that they 
they experience it on the ground, but they also are able to add quite a bit of value because it's just a different realm brought to our industry. How would they find out about you or your company or the different things that are out there? So we have, we have a website online uh, for Northwest Management. We do the Foresters Forum in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho every year this year. Um, it's always held the first full week of February. 2020, it's February 5th through the 7th. And it is made for forestry professionals from field level to executive level all across our industry. It's kind of the state of forestry and how things are going. Uh, we have a lot of people that reach out to that. We go to a number of uh, job fairs. I know we go to OSU. Uh, we go all across Oregon, Washington, Montana, Idaho, Colorado. And we try and go to SAF as well as ACF. And of course, the Pacific Logging Congress. We're going to take a moment to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress. We want to remind everyone that each year, the Pacific Forest Foundation gives away thousands of dollars in scholarships to students studying in forest-related fields, whether it's a college or a trade school. If you or someone you know would like to apply, please visit www.pacificforestfoundation.org. Okay, back to Mark. So going forward, the it's not just LIDAR um, your company does. Other things that you do that you're kind of excited about? Or? So we do a lot of environmental planning for uh, counties. We've done about 70 uh, county wildfire protection plans and hazard mitigation plans. And we do quite a bit of environmental assessments uh, for a ver variety of clientele from tribal to, to private forest um, landowners. And we have some fantastic writers, uh, some great GIS folks, and so that's been really exciting. We do quite a bit of research projects with the uh, University of Idaho um, and uh, the Rocky Mountain Research Station here in Moscow, Idaho. We recently were fortunate enough to be part of a team with the Rocky Mountain Research Station that won a carbon monitoring system NASA project grant. So we'll be working with NASA for the next three years, um, putting together some biomass maps at a per acre level, I believe, um, that'll be useful for some of our clients as well as tribal entities. And I, we're going to try and do it the entire Western U.S. Wow. So that's, that's pretty exciting. And, and how we, so we're a private entity in that, but we help with field data. We help with, uh, some of the testing on the products that come out of uh, the carbon monitoring systems um, system, if you will, to see, you know, how do we add value to this? How do we apply it to the landscape? So it's, it's kind of fun because we get to be one of the application researchers for that. When you said it takes three years to do this or? Uh, it's a three-year project. Um, we were part of the first one that ended in 2019 and we were able to work with them and help do some validation of their carbon mapping for the inland northwest and so that was fairly successful within the the eyes of the the nasa uh, grant folks and so i believe now we're going to try and take that west wide so there's 
there's a lot of motivation to have us be a bigger part of it because we're putting boots on the ground and we understand the processing part and the research part. So we'll be putting out a couple publications um, jointly with the Rocky Mountain Research Station here in town. Oh, okay. Did what NASA? What what's their connection with the information you're providing that they? So NASA's interested in having products that people can use on the ground, and so this carbon monitoring system, it's called CMS. That's it. Uh, folks can Google it. It's trying to find ways to take the satellite imagery, the free imagery, the products that are out there that NASA provides, trying to give something that's more valuable to all of the general public. And so we're helping do some of the ground validation and double checking things and, and helping it be more applicable. So having a carbon or a biomass map across the entire US is something that's very reasonable that would come out of a project like this. Oh, that's super interesting. So changing subjects, can you tell me a little bit about your work with the Intertribal Timber Council? Because Native American tribes and Native American peoples have such a long range view of the natural environment and the landscape and how it works within their cultures, it does lend itself very well to what Northwest Management does as a company, which is essentially turnkey natural resource services. It's everything from, hey, I want to buy a piece of land because we do have a real estate side or, or divest it or, or estate planning all the way through to planting it, growing it, modeling it, harvesting it, measuring it, burning it, cleaning it up and, and going through the cycle again. And so with our longevity of being a company since 1984 and our president actually having worked for the Nez Perce tribe prior to even starting the company, um, it's a relationship that has lent itself very well to applying technology while putting answers on the ground that are actionable, whether it's for harvesting or planting or re-merchandising and growing a forest. So the tribes have been an enormous supporter of Northwest management, and we do everything we can to reciprocate that because we value that long-term view of a working forest. So for you going forward, is there any projects you're super excited about that are coming up besides like the NAS one or? And just kind of testing out some of the Interpine Innovations New Zealand methods with our methods and, and just kind of the research and development testing of how that works and how it applies to North America to get uh, log segments and maybe branch diameters and, and you know, branch spacing and, and wood quality. I think there's some, some really exciting things with that that I'm looking forward to. So, and the team's excited. I mean, we spend more time together than we probably do with our own families. I don't like to admit that, but we have a lot of fun. And, uh, and we, we, you know, even when we're doing family things together after work, we have a lot of fun and laugh and usually ends up talking about LIDAR or some cool gizmo that came out or a cool piece of software. So yeah, we're just a bunch of, a bunch of computer nerds and, and, uh, love being out in the woods, but we love also seeing those digital trees. So we have a lot of fun. It's, it's all really exciting. 
Cool. <laughs> that sounds perfect. It's a sure curiosity. If I was somebody who was a young person or came out of college and joined your company, how long does it take kind of a learning curve to be able to be working with the LIDAR information that comes in? And For students coming out of college, if they are have an interest in being in our, it's called the technical or technology services division of our company. That's the kind of the heartbeat of the technology LIDAR stuff. They do need to have experience in some type of computer programming language. Um, I would say that the folks that we've seen that have some great successes are ones that are, they really like to be outside, but they have a solid background in statistics and applied math. We can teach programming and we can teach forestry to people that have a desire to be outside, learn technology, and understand math and statistics. And, and the math and statistics is really a pretty heavy key component because there's a lot of different software packages out there right off the shelf or tools in ArcGIS where someone can import data and click buttons and get a number, but understanding where that number came from, what it means, and what it tells you about the data you've put into it is something that we see as the largest lacking point for folks. But if they, if they just wanna to talk to someone, they're welcome to call me or um, the other Mark. So I'm Mark C and then we have Mark Stutzman and he does, he runs all of our field crews. He does the bulk of recruitment. He's the one at, at all of our job fairs across the nation. I, it really is a, a good combination of, yeah, computer nerds and foresters comes together in your company there, so. Well, we're trying to have a lot of fun and do our forestry and keep doing it at the same time. So as the workforce shifts and it's harder to find people and and the technology grows and then you got these learning curves to deal with, it, you just kind of roll with it and find the silver linings and wherever you can have fun still doing what you like to do and adding value to our clients. And yeah, it does seem like it's working out pretty good. We have fun doing it. So we figure we'll keep it going. Thank you for joining us. And thank you to our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation, as well as Pacific Logging Congress. And thank you to Mark for taking time out. In 2020, the Pacific Logging Congress will be held in Palm Springs, California, November 8th through 11th. They will host a number of dynamic speakers and networking events. To learn more, visit pacificloggingcongress.org. Until next time, take care.